0: Thanks for listening to the Provoke and Inspire podcast. If our message has encouraged you, would you help us spread the word? There are three simple ways you can help. One, subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud, and you'll always be the first to know when we've released a fresh episode. Two, rate the Provoke and Inspire podcast on iTunes. And three, share the episodes that speak the most to you on Facebook, Twitter, or wherever your voice is heard. We're honored to have you as part of our global community.
1: Welcome to the Provoke and Inspire podcast. We are starting a brand new series uh, in this specific series is going to look at some of the, uh, the rules, uh, of the road, if you will. And, and what this, what this kind of came out of is, uh, a lot of this is of course focused on artists and even beyond that specifically bands. Uh, and and what I wanted to do is, as we were starting to think about what should we talk about next is, is what is it that makes a, a Christian band thrive? What is it that makes them fruitful and, and, and really, uh, do what God has called them to do? Um, as I was writing about this, I, you know, I wrote, you know, being in a band is a privilege and it's a powerful way to convey truth to thousands of people. But bands, they can be toxic, they can lack unity, and they can often implode. Uh, and so, I wanted to prayerfully look at some some uh, key principles involved that will help you as a Christian artist, as a Christian band, really thrive. Uh, but but more than that, I, I really think that the principles involved in this particular series uh, transcend just being a Christian artist or just being in a band. I think there are really things that, for any Christian uh, that's in a team or in a church or just anywhere, I think that there's something of value here for you. So hopefully this will be encouraging. Uh, we have all four of us today, which is a very whoa, whoa. rare thing these days. Hello. Every, uh, hey, hey, Ben. What?
2: Uh, before we get into <laughs> it, there's something that Chad wanted to say about why people give up. That he didn't get to mention in the yes. last podcast, and I was just oh, wondering yeah. if he could, yeah, if he right. could well, talk about that. Is that all right with you? No. Good. <laughs>
0: Go ahead, Chad. <laughs> yeah, well, I just want to know why the comment was in our notes that, that women— are one of the reasons that people give up, you know, and I was trying to figure I, out I can't what the context there. was there. So <laughs> I think
3: that was a really bad joke. <laughs> unless that, you're a girl band.
0: Yeah. And then you know, you're unless the, you're a
3: girl band, then it's the guys that make you give up. Yeah, I think yeah. it's the,
1: the dumb joke that seems to suggest that once you're married it's sort of like the death of rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. That's well true. It is, I mean it, it can is be very true. It can be,
3: let's be honest. And it's the beginning of indie electronics.
1: <laughs> really, you know, you need to th- think very carefully if you're a guitar player and you get married <laughs>
0: because yeah. you know
1: sometimes they just say you're done they say you're done they just
2: uh they uh anyway let's move on because everyone listening to this I just want to
3: say what? I just want to say one more thing about that though what? that I support girl bands yeah you nice. would
1: yeah,
0: right. That's good. That's what good. What was that What's kind your of nervous... favorite
2: girl band, Luke? Hey Chad, what was that nervous laugh that you just Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, that that was the I I wish I could also say I support girl bands, but I don't. So <laughs> <laughs> I would be it'd be safe oh, to say nice. that
2: the only one on this podcast that supports girl bands is Luke, and that's for a
1: reason we won't discuss today. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> Moving beyond uh, this uh, conglomeration of things that will most likely get us in big trouble. We are going to move on to this next series, uh, Road Rules. And we're going to look at what I uh, have arbitrarily identified as the most important thing for—well, I say arbitrarily, but it's not. It's the first on the list. Uh, And it's the idea that if you're going to make it as a Christian band, you need to have a vision and make a covenant. So I'm not going to really explain that at all. I'm going to turn it over to Luke because he, he gets cut off and interrupted more <laughs> than anybody. So I'm going to let the floor be his and hope that David doesn't oh, say anything in between. So Luke, that, do you want to kind of kick us off here?
2: That's so yeah, kind of you, Luke.
1: He,
0: he already right there, Chad.
1: Chad, do you
2: want to I'm say? I'm already about being Luke? interrupted.
0: Yeah, actually, <laughs> I was thinking.
3: Yeah, go ahead, Chad. <laughs> oh yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Luke, go. Yes, you see, I need to start. I have to bring the sensitive voice to this to this topic. But with all, in all seriousness, I think that it's very important that this is the first topic that we talk about for bands because yeah. if you don't have a vision, you can't do anything. You know, vision is key. And uh, for me, I, like the thing that uh, we need to think about here and talk about is where do we get our vision from and, uh, and then how do we communicate that clearly because I think that's how you get a good band together, a good team around you is having a clear vision and communicating yeah. that well, getting people excited about it, motivated around you. And for me, the vision has to come from prayer and it has to come from um, mm. being in the place God has called you to and saying, God, how can I do what you've called me to do in this place and with these people? So it has to also be connected to the culture, or the context you're in yeah. and just say, God, you, you know, as, as you're praying, you say, God, I know you want me to reach people. How can I do that here? What's the idea? What's the creative idea that will help me do that well here? Mm. And then put that into a vision and communicate that well to your team.
0: Yeah. I would just say uh, it, to sort of um, vouch for Luke and uh, and, and just reinforce <laughs> everything you just said that when when Jesus met me with a vision in Minneapolis at a at a John Piper conference it, with four simple bold points: make your life all about Jesus, stop worrying about finances, make disciples of artists and others, and give your life away. Those four points. Five days le- or six days later, I was empowered by that vision. Uh, and and by the confirmation of friends and family members, as I came home with that vision to quit my job and to walk down this really crazy path I've been on, and that was nine years ago. So so I think that God actually can give us the kind of of power and courage and fearlessness yeah. to step into way more than than we would have otherwise if we actually seek Him first for vision.
2: Yeah. No, I think you said something, Chad, that's really important, is that there's other people around you who are together yeah. people who yeah. confirm this, because, I mean, I had an experience recently where I was speaking uh, somewhere in the world, and this guy came up to me afterwards, and he goes, Yeah, God spoke to my wife and I, and so we we sold everything, and we, we thought that we were supposed to go to, uh, I don't know, uh, Luxembourg. And they went there with no... No one else saying that they should go there. They just kind of mm-hmm. went to Luxembourg, and then they, <laughs> they're, they're mm-hmm. we're, we're in Luxembourg. Yeah. And then they, uh, they had, like, uh, a great prayer time in Luxembourg, and then they flew back. And I'm like, I mean, uh, that's, not <laughs> what, that's not what you're talking about when you say getting a Vision,
0: right, Chad? No, no. I, I mean, I, I there is something really, you know. Paul says that by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word will be established. And I think mm. if, that a vision from God is is not necessarily His word, uh, but it is influence from God, and, and that we should should ask Him to confirm whatever vision He gives us. And so, yeah, I had a I had a pastor, I had my my parents, I had my wife, I had my wife's parents i had friends every i was actually looking for people to tell me that i was crazy right. and to put me back on the right track you know like please fix yep. me in this this stupidity that's going through my heart right now but everyone kept saying no we think this is the lord oh this right, sounds right, like right, god right. and and but, I thought, man, everyone's out to get me. You know, I just want to go back to normal life, but it didn't happen. But I
1: think it. I think what you bring up, or or this this whole part of the conversation, brings up something very critical, and that that is the proper order of things here. Because yep. I think what we're not saying is okay. Get in a room. You know, if you want to start a band or you know do anything for God, get in a room and just dream up a great strategy. You know, mm-hmm. like. What is a great plan? Or even or even just, yeah. you know, maybe more specifically to what you guys are saying, if some random thought or idea comes in your head, right. that's not what we're talking it's about. It's like, what's
3: your heart's desire? Yeah, what's yeah. your big dream? Right. That kind of yeah. sort of self-actualizing Oprah
1: nonsense that says yeah. that what God really wants is, uh-huh. is to just for you to hand him your plans and he'll just sort of sign it and send it back. Yeah, You know, but or even in this case, you know, <laughs> I have a healthy distrust of my thoughts and my right, ideas, right? right? Mm-hmm. And so... I'm not just going to sort of go, oh, well, I mean, I just had this thought. I, I think what we're suggesting is that this has to be birthed in prayer. Right. You know, and yeah. that, that really it's an inside out process. You say, okay, we're not going to ask. We're not even going to say, God, what do you want us to do? We're just going to say, you know what, God, here we are. You know what we are, what we're not. We're just going to seek you. Right. we're just going to ask you to show us. And you know, and you there's practical elements to that. Sure. You know, it's not like you just sit immobilized. You can go out and talk to people and get to know the scene and all that kind of thing, all that kind of stuff. But but really what it is is God, we are just going to seek you like it says in Hebrews 11:6. We're going to believe that you are who you say you are, that you are real. And we're going to seek you with an earnest heart, and we're going to believe mm-hmm. that you. The reward of that, as it says in Hebrews eleven six, is that you will start to order our steps, and you will give us a vision.
2: And I think there's some humility in it, and I think that's what yeah. you were saying, Chad and and Ben, is that that it's about, it's not about me. It really is God. I'm, right. I surrender. I'm I'm kneeling before you. What do you want me to do? And then there's going to be—so uh, there's got to be humility in that, getting vision from God. It's about God. I, I, I can't—I don't trust myself, I, but I do want to obey you. And then if it's a radical kind of step, then there's going to be some kind of outside confirmation. It's very rare, I think, that God will ask you to, to do something, and there's no one else that, that yeah. has any kind of—that's uh, saying, yes, this is right. I mean, I can remember one time I, I felt like God wanted me to take a real radical step of faith— and it was really quite risky actually and and uh and i i i needed some kind of confirmation that it was right so i actually talked to a guy uh actually in in, in the US in minneapolis uh dr arthur rauner and i said to him man i have this 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 vision and it's it's pretty risky and and I, I don't know what to do, and so I went to him because I knew he was a really godly guy, and he really knew me, he knew my strengths, he knew my weaknesses, and he said, well, David, you have one one of two choices. You know, you can risk it all, and maybe you'll lose your ministry, maybe you'll lose a lot of your friends, maybe it won't work out, or you can uh, be a burned-out mi- missionary pumping ga- gas somewhere, Yeah. <laughs> In uh, he said, actually, he said Fergus Falls, uh, Minnesota. I don't know where that is, but he said you could be a you could be a, a burned out missionary pumping gas in Fergus Falls,
1: uh, Minnesota. And we, for the record, those that may be listening from there, you know,
0: we, yeah, yeah. We,
2: we're, we're not judging. If you're you. pump, and if you're yeah, pumping yeah. gas there, this is no judgment on you. And yeah. I believe but the that. Lord's calling. <laughs> you I really the... do believe that Nigel will come visit you one day. But anyway, yeah. yes, but. I I got this confirmation, you know what I mean, from this very yeah. godly, mature guy, you know, saying you—and I thought, well, I don't think I'm supposed to be pumping gas right now in Fergus Falls. Maybe in the future I will, and there's nothing—you know, so I, <laughs> I took this step. But right. I think this vision thing needs to be with humility, it needs to have other people confirming it, um, because uh, I've seen a lot of crazy stuff happening because people get these visions— and it's not really God that's leading them, and a lot of a lot of time and money is wasted because of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's a, it's important for me to to say that there was a period of two to three years before the vision where I was consistently saying, God, would you write the kind of story over my life that would please you most? Like God, give me a story. Give me your heart. Like I want to see more of you, you know? So I was crying out to God. So, so it is, that's a good point, David. And thank you for reminding me that that uh, yeah, that, it, I think people could get discouraged to think, man. Well, I, you're just supposed to pray in your room, and then next thing you know, you have a vision, and then you, right, you, five days later, you quit your job. It, it right. may be years before the Lord actually fulfills a vision, but but it it all uh, any kind of ministry band or otherwise that doesn't start from a place of vision, I can't I can't envision it lasting.
2: Exactly, and then if you're a guy like me, that was quite
0: arrogant. Sure. and
2: rebellious, I had to be under authority for a while. The vision that I felt when I was starting out was from God, but I had to—God said, you go serve serve there for a while, mm. and and I need to kill some of this pride and arrogance in your heart. And it's like, I didn't want to do it, but I, I knew I had to do it. So I went and I served, and finally, the guy that I was under said, you need to go and pursue the vision that God has put in your heart. But mm. it was—I had, had to pass that test, and I, I run into a lot of people— us uh, you know that are not willing to to go through that process you know the vision maybe that god has given them is correct but mm-hmm. they there has to be that humility and that brokenness and that willingness to serve before god can release them into that vision i think that's critical and i think that's that's what that what's makes it so that we actually can accomplish those things god wants us to accomplish
3: and when it comes to getting people confirming that i think People from outside are really important, really important, really crucial. But then also looking at the team and taking it back to that thing I was just saying at the beginning about how important it is to communicate that vision well, um, and to to see God confirming it by having people around you actually want to follow, yeah, and want to be part of the vision. I mean, yeah, there's that's right there's a, a lot of people sometimes that have big ideas and dreams and talk about them a lot. But they don't really, it's not happening. There's nobody really around them seeing mm. or believing that. And I think that's important to see that confirmation happen as well. I remember talking yeah. to a guy, um, some, some months ago who was telling me he wanted to start a community house. And I said, great, you know, you, so do it. And, and he goes, well, the problem is that nobody wants to live with me. And so <laughs> I said, well, you, you can't really have a community house on your own. You know, you got, <laughs> you got to have people live with you. Otherwise it doesn't work. So yeah. I think that there's, there's a thing there and not everybody is, the person who's going to come up with the vision and, and draw the team together, you might be a team member, um, and your your role is is to, you know, when you hear a vision that you see God, God is moving in and speaking through to commit to that exactly. right, and to be part of that. But I guess what what we're saying here is it's key for a band to work, for a team to work, it's key that there's a vision, that yep. vision is communicated clearly, and that we commit to it together.
1: Right, and that at the foundation of it, though, is is that there is a hunger to just know Jesus that transcends even the desire to do anything. Exactly. So, you know, that has to start in in every individual member of the band. I think that that there is if there is a genuine sense of, look, yeah, we want to do something, but more than anything, we just love Jesus. I mean that that was evident, Chad, even in the way you were speaking, which is that for years you were just praying, God, do help me to please you, help me to mm-hmm. obey you. Mm-hmm. And and I think God can trust and and start to unfold a vision for your life because what he cares about primarily is that he knows you, that you love him. Mm-hmm. That is more important to him than anything you may accomplish for him. And so I think it starts as a band with that. And so if you're even in a place and, and you're not sure, totally. I, I would just say, man, as a band, just have a Bible study. And just get right, to know right. God. Just, just exactly. make sure. Because you're not going to, in the end of the day, if you... If you're a group of of you know sort of nominal Christians or you're you're not fully surrendered or you don't really know God, I I don't know if the place to start is Lord use us. I think maybe it starts with Lord help us to know You, mm-hmm. and then yeah, very yeah. naturally yeah. I believe He'll start to He'll start to reveal a vision through that.
3: That's and it. there's something there's something really powerful about getting together as a team or a band and saying God, you know, we want to know You and we yeah. want Your heart. We want to want Your vision, and it's those can be really exciting, powerful prayer times and. Doing that regularly is can be really awesome. I mean, if right, and
1: whole- I think I think that that. But what but the challenge of that is, and this is maybe off topic a little bit, is you know we practice too much. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's yeah, very counterintuitive totally. for artists to be like, wait, wait, what? We're just going to get together and and pray and study the Word of God and seek Him. You know, and so. That would be an important thing to inject at this point that if yeah, you really yeah. are a group of artists that wants to make a difference maybe just kind of give up practicing for a little while uh and just just seek God uh, that would probably be a great place to start. Well, I know
2: whenever we're getting ready to go on tour and we have these rehearsal times which are super intense and long days and we get together in the morning and to be able to just calm myself down enough to go you know what we're going to just we just need to pray together as a band we need to st- we need to study the Bible together as a band and and take some time for it. I mean that that's something that I have to work at because my instinct is to want to just get out there and start rehearsing. Yeah, of course. And yeah. so, uh, but it's critical. I mean, that's that's the that that is the part that makes it all electric. That's the part that makes it really something uh, worth doing. Is that spending that time as a band seeking God, getting His heart, taking the time for it. I mean that that is. That is the part that that changes everything. When you, as an artist or whatever God is asking you to do, when you make that the point, you know that's when everything changes. And often it can be in a band or any a lot of Christian activity is we kind of have our ritualistic yeah. opening prayer moment, you know, and yeah. it's, it's just a it's it's just it doesn't mean anything. It's just a ritualistic thing. Yeah, yeah, I it, that yeah, yeah. I my, yeah. I don't know who did that. That was crazy. They yeah, should get Chad kicked was, off the I podcast think he was for that. Confirming, confirming. <laughs> yeah, I
0: was yeah. Saying, yeah. <laughs> oh. but, no, but that's how I feel. I mean, you're David. That, that's so. That it's if oh. there's any reason in my mind that God has grace come and live with nine years of existence. It's bet. It was because from the early formation of this thing, we would start our days as a team in prayer, and 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 we knew yep. to the point that guys would would my friends would just lay themselves out, and yep. sometimes even fall asleep yep. because we knew we had nothing more important to do that day than seek the Lord, and yep. we would spend sometimes hours. Going after the Lord, like I said, sometimes to a fault and falling asleep, but generally speaking, just like, all right, guys, we're gonna, it's time to pray and seek the Lord and whoever has scripture. And so if the only thing a band did. Was get together and ask God routinely for a vision. Yep. Then uh, you know, well done, yeah. right? And
1: I mean, it's don't you guys find it amazing? And, and without trying to sound judgmental, because we're always this is always something I'm I'm asking God to take me deeper on. Yeah. Um. But but if we would apply just even our understanding of human relationships to God in the in the way that we pray, I mean, it would be kind of ridiculous, right? It's like if I said to my wife, like, okay, hey, we're gonna have a conversation. Would you mind closing? like I'm going to open the conversation <laughs> <laughs> and let's like let's keep it pretty brief because we got stuff to do yeah, yeah I mean think about it but I mean yeah. again how ritualistic and ridiculous have we made our relationship with god it's like yeah. and it's not about a formula in either direction like well it has to be this long no mm-hmm. I'm not saying that but it should be Authentic and real and genuine and not not a ritual. And I, I, you know, this has kind of gone off on a different end, but I think, (laughs) man, if if we don't get this part right, Right, what use is it about talking about all these practical ways that will help a band to thrive? If you don't have this part right, if you don't have intimacy with Jesus, if you are not connected to the vine, you will do nothing. I mean, apart from Jesus, we can do nothing. And so it has to start here. That's right. Yeah.
0: The there there's that, you know, that yeah. quote from some famous guy the, the, about the 3 Ps in vision. And it's passion, passion, passion. So that it's like without that. And, and I think that all I sometimes wonder, you know, if I could be the listener of this podcast, if, if we come across with a little too much of it. But then again, how could we possess, you know, too much passion? But, but I do feel like, man, Lord, if, if the only thing that, that a band or project or ministry had was a passion and a zeal for Jesus. Like yes, that you know, of course, maturity and and all kinds of other things do need to be developed. But man, I feel like the you Lord can, would be honored so much by just well, it, a,
2: if you do that right, everything else will work. It's like the three yeah. L's. You know, if you don't pray, you're a loser. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? Which,
0: by the way, I was waiting. I just was waiting for you guys to call me out. I completely made up the three P's. Oh. Nobody quoted that. It's a complete myth. Yeah, I was wondering because it was it's pretty a chat lame. Form. I'm yeah, going, yeah, three, it was super lame. The three lame P's? And, are you kidding me? The three P's. All right, Tony. <laughs> when Robin. you first said but, three
3: P's, I thought you meant like the vegetable. Nice, nice. Well, <laughs> yeah, that was that was
1: Luke's daily ration in the morning. I was
0: giving <laughs> well, you guys a, an opportunity to call me out, and, and you just didn't pick uh, up on it. It's all yeah, right. Well,
1: you know, you know how it is when you hear so much of it, you get yeah, sort yeah. of inoculated to the whole thing. But let right. me just pivot this conversation for a moment because you know we've talked about vision, and vision for a band is critical. That vision is not a man-made thing, but something that is birthed out of a genuine, intimate relationship with Jesus and out of, a, you know, desperately seeking him. So let's say that you're in this position, you've sought God, you feel like he's given you a vision. Really, the next step for us is, is this idea of making a covenant, uh, because I think this is this is a really important way of, in a sense, solidifying uh, and, and really intentionally agreeing uh, to this vision that you've set. So, Luke, again, I am going to open it up. David's going to interrupt <laughs> you. Chad's going to make a joke. Then David's going to interrupt him. And then finally, you'll get to uh, summarize this sort of next part, this part two of our podcast
3: here. <laughs> no, I think Chad should summarize <laughs> this. All right, look Luke, at that. You- <laughs> dude. We,
0: we actually did the right thing yeah, for right. once. But, but Luke didn't take you up on the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, you go, Luke. <laughs>
3: Uh, you, seriously, you So, Chad, what that? do you think
2: about what Luke's going to say right now?
3: <clears throat> yeah, no, Luke. I thought
1: when we were doing our pre-production, you had some great insights into the uh, the need for for a covenant. So, so Whenever, you
0: whatever like, whatever insights right. he had appear right. now right. to have left.
3: Well, but, I think I just think the two I just think the two go together in a, in a really important way. So you you set a vision by through prayer together as a team. Um, you hear from God and then we need to write this out and we need to commit to it. And I think this is huge for us in our in our times because we really struggle with commitment nowadays. And mm. I think that um the whole point of a covenant is putting this down on paper and saying, right, we've prayed, we've sought God and we feel like He's called us to do this thing together and we, we're gonna commit to this and these are aspects of that, the this is the culture we want it to have, or the or the the even like practical rules or things that we want to set for ourselves and then we commit to that, like we sign it, we say yes to this and um for every member to do that is really important and then to to stick to it. For the long term, for however long God has us do that together, so I think that covenants are really important today because we have a problem with committing um, to something.
0: Yeah, yeah. The the you know the whole mountaintop thing When, when I worked for the record company and. Uh, the, the top-tier leadership all got together up on a mountain at a waterfall, beautiful, outside of Seattle, and we spent a weekend or, or at least a day and a half just praying and seeking the Lord, and there's a fireplace and uh, uh, incredible tea and nice food, and everything was was great and a really powerful conversation and prayer times, and we came up with a document that was, that was this vision statement and loaded with scripture, and, and then we came down off the mountain. That document was Forward along to uh, what I assume was the the parent company at that time, and I don't know what exactly happened, but there was some resistance and some uh, someone somewhere did not uh, feel like whatever we had come up with was appropriate, and so a few days later, an email went out that said, "Hey, you know, everything we talked about on the mountain." It no, it no longer matters, and uh, and I'm not pointing the fingers at, at any of those guys because I didn't I didn't say hey wait what guys we just spent a day and a half up on the mountain drinking really fancy tea by a waterfall and now you're saying this this I'm thing doesn't matter tea. yeah yeah so you know obviously I, I'm just as much to blame but the point is but Chad didn't you say it was a weekend yeah it was a whole weekend. I think, but you said
2: it was a day and a half. So which? Well, was maybe, it?
0: maybe it was like a Friday and a Saturday. I don't know. I think it was maybe just one night. The story's not it. adding up, bro. Yeah, yeah. It's it's been a little while. It was like it was like thirteen <laughs> years. Good job, ago.
3: David's checking it.
0: Yeah, thanks. Yeah, Google yeah, well, it. Google it real quick. It's cool. It's cool. But I go ahead, Chad. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's good. Anyway, the point the point is, if you don't agree together, then uh, you, yeah. But then, what's you know, the, the point of that? I mean, because couldn't is, the point, Chad? Be that you really did hear from God,
2: but the the people higher up didn 't want yeah. Uh, a whole well yeah that's yeah exactly, I mean, yeah, yeah that, that's that 's exactly I think, what
0: I think
1: but i think I think in trying to go through the the layers of jokes and seriousness for a moment i I think that one thing that that brings up that's important is that what makes a covenant a covenant is that people agree yeah. right, and so so when you've established this vision that you believe God has given you. The next step is to really solidify that and say, "Okay, we are." This is kind of our way of not only agreeing to the vision, but but deciding together how uh, we want to execute it, how we believe we need to live intentionally, so that we can actually see this vision succeed. Uh, and I think, really, in our culture today, it's super incre- incredibly important because we we have this consumer mentality, and um, you know, it can often be just about what I get. And what a covenant does is it it, it I think it brings everyone to the table and there, you really get ownership and you say, okay, this is this is important and, and I am part of making this happen and, and, and I am going to sign on to that and
0: that is why we're doing this. Yeah, there's something about letting your yes be yes and your no be no and actually committing to whatever you've agreed upon and not mm-hmm. waver. you know, repeatedly throughout the Come and Live journey, I have had the very tempting thought that especially on the bad days that I should give up, and every time that that thoughts come to me, I've said, "Jesus, is it, 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 should I actually give up?" And without mm-hmm. fail, not necessarily instantly, but usually within within minutes, uh, sometimes hours, I sense Jesus reminding me of this question: Are there still hurting people and lost people in the world? And uh, right. the answer, of course, is yes. And then the the next thought is, well, you're not done, so keep going. and And it's like, all right, Lord, please, please give me more grace. So hmm. uh, maybe the prayer is just as a band or as a team or as a ministry for more grace to fulfill the vision and the covenant
3: that's come from it. Yeah, I liked what you said before as well, Ben, about ownership related to the content because yeah. I think then it, it's not you know just a leader saying okay guys this is what we're going to do and you have to sign here and then you have to do it it's it's you know it's people realizing um, that it, this is something they're not there like you were saying the consumer culture thing they're not there to just to get something out of it they're there right. to commit and to give and they see it that they, they can. everybody has equal um, commitment and saying yeah I'm going to this is my thing as well and I want to see it done you know to excellence, and and so I'm going to do this well, right? Um, for the long run, and it, and it's also
1: recognizing that what you're involved in is, is is an unusual thing that's going to require an unusual level of commitment to it, uh, and, and in a different kind of lifestyle. I mean, one of the analogies I often think of in my head is, you know, okay, so for no longer music specifically, and we're going to look at some of the things that we do. You know, we have things related to media that we, you know, we we have a media fa- fast. We we, you know, we don't drink alcohol on the road. Well, we can get into that more detail. We even talk about things like being on time and and our work ethic and and how we treat one another. We have very detailed understandings of of our attitudes and our actions because we recognize that we're in a unique, a uniquely difficult situation. And I think of like, you know, I imagine like an Olympic athlete, for example. They they choose to live. A very different kind of lifestyle than a normal person because their goal is unusual. They have a very high goal that's going to require a high degree of sacrifice and commitment. So they they set themselves to not eat certain things and live a certain way and discipline their bodies. Uh, And they do that willfully because they recognize that the goal is important and that it's worth going for and that it's going to require extraordinary commitment.
2: Well, no one does Mm -hmm. anything extraordinary uh, in a balanced way. It always requires more than the average kind of commitment on every and any level. Yeah. And so, I mean, you yeah. see that today with, with with bands that are still going, you know, like like the Stones, for example. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mick Jagger, uh, who who moves, who gets unbelievable. I was watching a, a, a video of a show they recently did in Cuba, which made me think we have to go to Cuba with no longer music. But anyway, mm-hmm. I'm just <laughs> watching this guy. He's in his 70s, and the way he can move on stage, the way he can dance and sing and all of that, it's you know he is moves he's, like Jagger. He, he's extremely yeah. disciplined i mean he he uh exercises on a regular basis he's very strict about the food that he eats he's he's uh he's you know lives very straight very clean and there's a reason why at his age and also i mean god has just given him unusual health and and but uh, that he can do what
1: he does it's not an accident right right but the but, but the key again in in all this that we keep coming back to is that You need to get your band to own this. Yeah. Because the problem is you can imagine if, you know, go back to my dumb analogy. If you imagine one person in the band sees themselves having an Olympic goal with (laughs) Olympic-type sacrifices, but the three other guys don't, right? that's not going to work. You know, so that's why... There's this own—that's why we keep stressing this this culture that people own. So you establish this this godly vision, and then you sign this covenant to say, we are committing to something unusual together. Exactly. Because that's critical. If you don't have unity in this, it's not going to And work. there
2: might be one or two that don't want to do that, and then that's fine. You know, they, they should go and, and be happy, and you should find— the others that do want to commit at this higher level, right?
1: And it's funny <laughs> related to that. Often when we're doing recruiting for No Longer Music uh, and Kippy, our, our producer guy here, know what I'm talking about. But I, uh, I'll send what I like to call him like uh, scare him to death email to people that are considering joining No Longer Music. And basically, what that is is I send yeah. them what it is. I send them the covenant. I send them, and the point, honestly, is. Are you sure?
0: Are you sure you
1: want to be a part of this? Yeah. Right. Um, and we're constantly refining ways to do that more vividly because yep. mm. in, the, in the long run, it hurts them and us to get somebody who who doesn't understand the vision and who doesn't agree with the covenant. And if they don't, man, it could be trouble for both parties. And because we have such high uh, standards for, our, for ourselves,
2: you know, all of our, it, what it what it does is it creates this camaraderie, this this this, yeah, exactly. this culture that's amazing. And we'll be on tour for like five months, in some often really difficult situations. At the end, we love each other more yeah. than when we started, which is not normal. Yeah, I mean, I've been on tours with bands where at the end of the tour, no one talks to each other. Yeah, everyone hates each other and they don't want to see each other again. Totally, but it's, it's been, not the it's, case. Yeah. yeah, but man, it is not the case. Uh, now with our band because and i think it's because we create this culture
1: yeah no i can say like in all honesty that that and with confidence that, that even though we're not perfect and we we and we'll talk about some other things that we do and 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 deal ways to deal with conflict and things like that but we we genuinely have great culture on our teams and and we we go through some hard tours in some hard countries and we're not you know, we're not staying in, in nice hotels and riding on big tour buses, and and we genuinely have great relationships. And and that doesn't mean we don't do things wrong and have to say sorry a lot. Myself, mostly, but we do have great culture, and I think that's by God's grace, but also because of the wisdom He's given us to establish things like a covenant. Uh, and so, I believe as we go through this, mm-hmm. uh, it'll be very encouraging for for those who are in this process uh, to maybe learn from and, and adopt themselves.
3: And I'm just hearing this and thinking about how important it is that it's very practical as well, and that's you know what these the, this series will be. We hope you know it'll be really practical for people. Yeah. And thinking about the covenant, how how important it is that that's practical, and just thinking back to you know Chad's uh, story, and I think that actually happens quite often with people where you sit, you have this weekend together, you have this big meeting, and you write out all these ideas, the vision, you write out this covenant, and it's it just it it becomes like just a. Uh, an exercise you did, and then nobody mm-hmm. remembers it later and nobody right, comes right. back to it. Or and, or and it's just ideas on paper, you know, instead of yeah. it being a practical, ongoing, practical thing.
1: Right. But it can also, like we've talked about, it, it can really separate those who are in from those who are out. I remember we sent our, yeah. you know, remember this, this podcast is part of something called Come and Live. And in Come and Live, we are trying to raise up uh, and train and send out Christian artists who will be bold for Jesus outside of the church. And and when you become a come and live artist, we ask you to be at a higher standard. We have a come and live covenant that talks a lot about certain kinds of behaviors and certain kinds of attitudes. Of course, it's all with grace and an understanding that we all need Jesus, but we have these covenants. And I actually remember we sent this covenant to one of our bands who were this this band that wanted to be part of come and live. And and I got an email like a week later saying, Hey, yeah, we actually broke up. Over the covenant, <laughs> yeah. over, over the, the covenant, covenant. Yeah. yeah, over the covenant. Well, yeah. I, you know, they basically it forced them to have this conversation, and they right, realized right. we're not all on the same page here, and they broke right. up. And yeah. I, part of me was like, "That's good, yeah, you know, yeah. that's actually a good I thing." And I thought that was so also much. right, and I thought that was actually quite hilarious. Like, oh well, sorry, yeah. Um, but then the guys that want to,
2: they want to move to this level of commitment, and and then they can they can work with us in another way or they can put another group together right so and it's it's, all cool. it's
1: it's similar to the, the the unity discussion we had related to the why why am i silent series which is and there's nothing worse than than you know this is maybe a bad analogy but it, it, being in a marriage like that that ain't working you know you you need to in a band sense since it's not an actual marriage <laughs> you, it's okay to leave it it's okay to find other people that actually that have was a bad
0: analogy ben <laughs>
1: Yeah, I know, but it that works. Was,
0: that wasn't bad enough. <laughs> hey, but it works though, right? Yeah. Well, the yeah. The, just to give a testament to <laughs> to you guys and and no longer music. That was the, and th-
2: the three R's. What what are you talking about? Yeah,
0: yeah. The three R's, the three <laughs> Ps, the three yeah, Ls. Three Ls. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So the when I was the first time ever when I was in Turkey, we were in Antalya. Antalya, not Antalya. uh, With, uh, um, and and we had all gone out to eat supper. And at the end of dinner, I had an opportunity, several opportunities to pray for people. And and I realized in a moment that that everyone else was like, "Hey, we have a eight thirty p.m. I think is what it was uh, Bible study gathering prayer time." And and I was like, "Oh well, I'm I'll just like you guys go do your thing. I'm going to hang out here and." and see what the Holy Spirit's doing with praying for all these people. And and everybody just followed you guys and went went to the thing. And I was thinking, wow, that's so weird that they all know to do I've never ever seen a band that cooperates in unison at the same time other than on stage. And there's, you know, it was a day off or a drive day or whatever. And so r- right after you guys had left, I just sensed the Holy Spirit said, you know, you're actually part of that team right now. And uh, it's better for you to be with them. So I, I was like, "Wow, that's crazy!" Because the Lord was really doing some some powerful things. So I left the the people I was praying for and joined you guys, and felt total peace about it. And but that was just a, a to me proof that your commitment to vision and covenant really what had trickled down beyond Ben or David or or whoever. You know, it wasn't just a leadership thing. It was everybody was on the same page. And I was the one that was like, oh, wait, I, I didn't get the memo. I guess, man, I guess this is kind of what we do. And uh, and obviously I learned, and, and the Holy Spirit was, was there to help. So.
1: Right, and it's not, to be clear, it's not just, and I know you're not saying this, but it's not just arbitrary rules and, right, and right. No, this no. really restrictive environment. I I no. think— I think what it is, is that, you know, culture is, it's something that you really have to guard because you can very, you know, especially when you have 20 people on your team, if you're not careful, if you don't continue to correct, and that's why we continually will go through the covenant throughout a tour um, and why we have these, these prayer times are so critical because it's what brings us back to the vision. It, 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 what brings us back together. It's the, it's often the environment in which conflict is dealt with. It's, it's, it's where often you're, you know, the growing things in your heart that you know like the critical attitudes or the selfish ambitions those will sort of die in those places and so these disciplines are really about bringing ourselves before God again yeah. and again and, and kind of getting things back in alignment and really right. that's what prayer is right it's right. just a realigning yeah. ourselves with God and and his will but you have to fight for that because when you're on a four month tour, man, everyone just wants to, they just want to be on Facebook and put their headphones in and just be and do their own thing. You get tired. It's like this hurry up and wait grind. Um, but man, I I know without a without any doubt that it's because of this commitment, this diligence to prayer that our teams have, you know, the cultures that they do, and why we're able to see the fruit that we do as well. Absolutely. So well, and
0: I was I was just putting you guys to the test with my game of Marco Polo in the Turkish pool and trying to convince the whole band <laughs> to stay in the pool. You know, that was, was a that test. A, <laughs> was that symbolism or was that an yeah, actual? Yeah. St- <laughs> no, that was just me saying. You know. The <laughs> Never mind. All right. Sorry. All right. Sorry. No, no, that's good. You yeah. that it really uh that's that made it abundantly clear that we
1: need to end this. <laughs> so uh <laughs> anyway, yeah. I all that to say, I, I do think this is a very important discussion and I think it's been for me it just is a reminder of how critical this is as we're about to head on another tour with no longer music. It makes me it reinforces in my mind that that we need to do even better uh with, with helping people own the vision. Uh, to people really engage people in a covenant and, and to continue to make this a critical part of our culture because I I want to be even more uh in line with what Jesus wants us to do. I want our team to be even more healthy and, and more uh you know deferential to one another and loving one another and, and I really believe that that some of the insights we've given in this are critical. So so hopefully this has been encouraging. Hopefully you uh, are excited for this series. I believe, like Luke said, it's going to get very practical uh, and very specific while also having a lot of value for really anyone who wants to follow Jesus in a radical way. Uh, so thank you for listening. Send in questions. I don't know if anyone ever sends in questions, but I say it as sort of a rudimentary uh, concluding remark. So nice. if you want to send in questions for the love, do it. Uh, at Provoke and Inspire at ComeAndLive.com. You're going to get bombarded now. Email address. Now. Yeah, yeah, just by one dude probably. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah. Who's probably a little hey, well, who strange. was that
2: one guy that asked? No, oh, okay, sorry. So, <laughs> seriously,
1: <laughs> sorry, man. <laughs> I don't even know what we're gonna do at the end of this podcast now.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's the most awkward ending <laughs> ever.
1: But anyway, so thanks for listening to this podcast. Hopefully, it was encouraging, and we will talk to you next time. Yeah. Peace. <laughs>